Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman alongside Steve Harmison looking back at another incredible day's play for uh, good and bad reasons really at Lords day four between uh, England and India in the second test match. You're listening to following. Okay then, so if you listen to the podcast you probably know by now that uh, well it's all still there to play for, for both sides, really, or for results possible on day five. That's kind of what you want, I suppose. Um, but it was a weird old day. It started with such excitement. Uh, Mark Wood bowling rockets, really, given the new ball after two overs of Ollie Robinson there, uh, getting rid of Rahul with a beautiful delivery that left the right hand there and was caught behind, and then tempting the ego of Rohit Sharma, Moeen Ali with a great tumbling catch in the deep. And at 27 for two, so at half an hour, uh, effectively naught for two, um, it was absolutely game on. Viracoli came in and wanted to get bat on ball and did so. Got his way to 20 before edging behind just before lunch. Absolutely game on with two scratchy batsmen at the crease. And then everything just stopped for a whole session. And essentially, Pajara and Rahane put on 100 in three balls shy of 50 overs. Um, and if that didn't suck the life out of the game, well, thank heavens for uh, Mark Wood, because he came back, he got rid of Pajara, Rahane followed soon after, and Ali, uh, his second wicket of Jadeja, an absolute beauty, means that, uh, well, the match is alive as we head to the final day. Pant and Sharma at the creeks, but uh, do England have an injury concern surrounding Mark Wood? Plenty to discuss on the show. You're listening to Following On. Story of the day. So, Harmy, um, well, where do we start? Well, let's start off with with your prediction, um, because you predicted correctly for the third day in a row. It is ridiculous. Mark Wood was the difference at the start um, and at the end. 
but you didn't predict an injury. And I've got, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you haven't heard from him, but you've got to worry for his participation on day five. Hopefully he's not needed. Um, and of course, there'll be a slight concern about the Headingley test, which thankfully is a week away, but yeah, uh, was a bit of a worry. He fell over basically fielding, didn't he? Yeah, he fell over fielding. I think he's all right. You know, I've not, I've not had any contact with him. I've had a couple of messages off him um, in the last couple of days after the end of play. And he, he might, he might come back to me later. He might send me a message later on. Um, but I think he's all right. I think the reason why he stayed off was because we read the lips and when, when he first came, when he first came on, I think he came on just, just to make sure he could bowl from a time difference in the had been off. But I think Joe Root said to the umpire when he's pointing at his shoulder, is this like an impact injury because he did it during the game? And I think the umpire nodded. And that's why Mark went back off because he can bowl anytime. So he couldn't, he didn't have to be on the field. So impact injuries is a difference to, uh, I think like uh, muscle injuries or anything like that. I think if it's a, an impact, you can, you can bowl from whatever you want. So I think from that point of view, it was a waste of time coming on because he wasn't going to bowl because it was dark and spinners were on. So from that, pro- that point of view, I think he's all right. I think he'd be fine in the morning and I, I think he'd be able to go again, especially with a, a chance of winning a test match. So he was brilliant. It was a masterstroke by Joe, first and foremost. Chuck him the ball after two overs uh, from one end. Ollie Robinson had it. And then he any indecision. I keep saying any indecision with people who don't move their feet that much, that well early in their innings, you need pace. And that's what Mark Wood gives you. Anything around off stump. And Keir Raoul has looked brilliant for you know three three innings now. And that's what we've seen. We've seen a little bit of indecision. Played away from his body. When Mark, when someone like Mark Wood, Simon Jones, Darren Goff bowl from the nursery end, because the skiddy trajectory and their pierce, the ball, the ball looks as though you have to play it because, you know, Mark jumped slightly wider than the crease. Goffy, Goffy was something similar. Simon was a bit closer to the stumps, but because of the angle and the arc of the ball is coming at you, you feel as though it's like an optical illusion. You feel as though you've got to, got to play at it, and then all of a sudden it just goes with the slope. And it goes down with a slope, but because it's such skiddy, it's quick and it's skiddy and it's ninety odd mile an hour. You, you're sort of you're twitching, you're twitching that, and you you don't really want to go at it as a batsman. And and a, a couple of times, then to Kiral nicked it. And all of a sudden, they just said rolling, and you know Robert Sharma won't want to see what what he did again because Tom Sibley ran past him. I couldn't stop laughing. Tom Sibley ran past him from backward point to go out to square leg in front because they already had two men out. So it was basically thin. And I thought it was great management from Joe. Right, you go past him. Yeah, this is what we're going to do to you. You want to hook it. Yeah, you've had to go for six. You ducked under the next one, which is a good ball, good height. And yeah, this time it was a bit more left earish. When you bowl a bouncer at somebody's left ear, there's less control. And it was a, I thought it was a great catch by Mo and Ali. And I thought, here we go. We've got a chance of a day off tomorrow. We're going to, we're going to get a day off. And then uh, that middle session, I must admit, I had me, I had me TV with a cricket on, obviously because I worked for something else as well. So I had to keep an eye on the cricket. I had me lap, me iPad with a football on with Newcastle United and West Ham, and I'm not sure which one I switched off first because you know, the cricket was sending me to sleep, and the football was sending me to drink. So it was like, wow, what is going on with my Sunday? But uh, again, it was a great finishing day, and I'm over the moon, not just for Mark. 
But I'm really, really pleased for Mo and Ali because I thought he was magnificent today. Yeah, absolutely. I, I hear you. I, I must admit, I felt exactly the same. When Sam Curran took Vera Coley's wicket just before the lunch break, I thought, come on. Yeah. I mean, that was it. And the way that England reacted as well, I think they felt that a bit. And you know what? Maybe that paid a little bit of a, a price because it did seem to be a little bit sedate start to that afternoon session. But mm. um, but yeah, but, but credit to Pajara and also Rahane. They have played similar innings in recent times. Um, Pajara certainly against uh, Australia. They batted out a draw, didn't they? Um, at yeah, the SCG. Yeah. <clears throat> Rahane, of course, of course, was captaining then. And they're two experienced pros. And, of course, they're also playing for, them, for their own careers. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I was like you. I was, I was watching the cricket. I mean, that's essentially what I'm paid to do. I was listening to talk sport. I was watching... First, I was watching Newcastle versus West Ham, and then I was watching Tottenham versus Manchester City. And, and on my phone, I had West Indies versus Pakistan. Uh, I mean, I was basically watching and chatting to my wife on the phone, just doing everything but watch the cricket. It was torturous. It was torturous. I mean, a hundred runs. One, at one point, one of the guys from Sony leant over and he said, I swear, I swear, an Indian batsman scored a hundred runs in a session before. They haven't scored 100 runs in two sessions as a team. <laughs> and and he was just about right. And then, of course, after tea, just when you think, you start to think then, well, how is this game going to go? You know, they're scoring so slowly. You know, they, they might be 150 ahead at stumps and then what, they're back till lunch tomorrow. They won't want to give England more than 250. And I mean, it look, it would look like we were being set up to uh, for a horrible horrible day five and we may still get a horrible day five and then the man of the moment came back Mark Wood and he's a difference isn't he you've said it so many times having raw pace one reared up off a length Pajara was caught and then the other guy there's three guys I'm so happy four guys forget Joe Root for a second though there's three guys who I think have been messed around by England over the last couple of years Mark Wood and Johnny Bairstow and, and Moeen Ali none of them have got a test contract Mm. Now, Ali um, hasn't played for two years at home. So, okay, kind of fair enough. This is Bearstow's sixth test since September and Wood's fifth. They haven't got test contracts. And who are the guys that have come and supported the, the two best players in the team broad? Uh, sorry, Anderson and Root. It's Moeen Ali and Johnny Bearstow. Let's, let's forget that Bearstow dropped Rahane on 31 for a second. But Moeen Ali... He's got two huge wickets, and that dismissal of your data was an absolute beauty. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you, and I'm with you. And the, the test contract stuff baffles me a little bit, um, whether it's a financial thing from the ECB or not. But I, I look at it, and Mark is the same. Mark Woods is the same. Not having a test contract for me is is a disgrace because you you've got to have a fast bowler, whether you pick him or not. That's not his fault. That's your that's your choice to not pick him. Now you drag him around, and and I remember a lot of years ago I retired from one day cricket because I was getting dragged from place to place to place, thrown out whenever they needed a little bit of it, and then put back in the in the shed. And I thought, you know what? I'm sick. Of, I was sick of traveling. I was sick of going around the world. I was yeah. And now you know, the, and you got rewarded for it because you got a top band contract. I look at Mark's situation, I look at Moen's situation and Johnny's situation. They haven't got a contract, but they're still there. 
they're still with the team. You know, Moen had a struggle because he got COVID because he was in with Chris Wokes. And it annoys me that you know, you're not giving them contracts and then you'll go back to them when you want, oh, we're going for an experienced man. It's like, hold on, if he, if he was an experienced man, you would have given him a contract, you would have backed your, you would have backed your experienced man. And I know, you know, form, they haven't performed you know, that well. That's why they found themselves out of the team. But if you're not going to move on from them, you have to reward them and you have to make them feel comfortable. And I agree, they've been messed about, all three of them. And when I look at the way they've, they've performed in this test match, they've been, they've been the difference between winning and losing if you take Joe Root out of it because of all three of them have, have, have performed when needed, when required, when asked, because no Ben Stokes. And, and you've got to stand up and be counted. So for me, yes, I, th- I think it is. I think the ECB need to have another look at this. And, uh, and I've said this many times before. When you've got somebody like Mark Wood and you say, oh, he's got an injury track record and you don't know when to play him and you've got other fast bowlers out and you're not sure if this suits him because you need to protect him. That's not Mark Wood's. That, not selecting him is not his fault. You're saying he's played five games. He has played five games. But what I would argue if I was Mark Wood to the selection panel is you have, you, I am, I've been up for selection. I have been selection. You just not selected me. But every now and again, when you need a little bit of firepower or a batsman starts getting on top of you, you just roll me back out. I'll go and rough people up and then you, you bring somebody else in. Now, where do I stand on, on that front? I wouldn't have had no problem if Bairstow, Ali and Mark Wood had just gone, right, fair enough. I've got to go play one day cricket. I'm off. See you later. Get on with the test matches. Yeah, I know the likes of KP or somebody like that, whereas that that sort of strong mind would have just gone, right, you keep it. I'm going to go and play franchise cricket around the world. I'll play one day cricket for you and I'll pop back in. If that was the case, England wouldn't be nowhere near in this test test match. And that for me is why, you know, these guys are special and, you know, they performed brilliant today. And what Mark did at the end to get Pajara was a great ball. And what Mo and Ali did, to get Jadeja, that was a phenomenal cricket ball. You had dismissal. It was a, uh, I can't speak any higher than that. It was a perfect dismissal of what you want on a day four when you're trying to get something to happen against the top, top player. And you know, he might bat number seven, but Jadeja is still a good player. So, and I haven't even touched on the Pajara Rahani one because yeah, you know, I was asleep for most of it. It was boring, and I've and I've, I've tried to erase it from my memory. I've just I've just thought, well, it's rained. It's rained for rain for four hours because, to be fair, if it hadn't rained for if it had rained for four hours, India would be somewhere somewhere close to the similar position. So yeah, man, it was torture. Lol of the day. Okay, well, look, I brought. Let's we're going to have to talk about the Rahane Pajara uh, innings, but we're doing it in laugh out loud moment of the day because whilst you were sleeping, what you may have missed is the is the, the reaction. That Pajara was getting. Now, today's crowd at Lords was, I would say, at least 50-50 Indian to English fans. Yeah. And of course, Indian fans made a lot more noise than the England fans, especially at Bloody Lords. So anyway, Pajara comes in, takes 35 balls to get off the mark. Now, when I was a kid, one of my most enduring memories of watching England cricket was Pat Pocock. Now, during the 80s, no Surrey players were playing for England. Uh, it wasn't like the 90s, you know, when everyone, every Surrey player was playing for England. So Pat Pocock was called out of retirement, essentially, to face the West Indies, the great West Indies side. <laughs> and he's a number 11 batsman and he, he played two tests and I don't think he scored a run. Well, he didn't score a run, right? So fast forward to a game and he's playing against Sri Lanka 
And he goes into bat and Alan Lamb, I think, is on 92 or something. So Pocock's got to stick around so Lamb can get his century. Anyway, he gets a single and it's the first run he scored all summer. And when he gets to the umpire and gets his single, the whole crowd cheer. (laughs) And Pat Pocock, who's a bit of a character and still is, he raised his bat to like... (laughs) And there's Alan Lamb at the other end who's like supposed to get 100. And then Alan Lamb comes over and they touch gloves and everything. And like for a kid, I was about eight years old. That was brilliant. I'm still talking about <laughs> that now, like four years later. Um, so today on the 36th delivery, Pajara finally gets off the mark and gets a run, and the crowd go mad. And then they do the same thing again. So he goes, and of course, like nobody knows what's going on. He's on nine, and then to this 86th ball he gets into double figures. And again, the crowd start going mad. <laughs> and then when he reached a century of deliveries, it was like he'd reached a hundred runs. So it was, it was great. I mean, the crowd today were, were fantastic. And I mean, I know we were falling asleep, but it was actually quite gripping cr- cricket yeah. it, because there was so much jeopardy attached to either of those two getting out. But, uh, yeah, as you say, I mean, what, 40? I worked out, there was like, what was it, 47 runs in 28 overs in the afternoon session. And to be honest with you, that's more runs that were scored in the afternoon session on day two. So this test match would not live long in my memory, that's for sure. No, it won't. And uh, I'm just looking at it, in my notes as well. It was, uh, I say that it was... 49 off the, the 20, 28 overs middle session, and then it drinks, and then it drinks in the last session, nine overs and 15 runs. And I was <laughs> like, it didn't get much better. But I think I think a lot of a lot of uh, plaudits have to go to the way England bowled as well. I thought England bowled brilliantly at the two of them, never let them get away. In the back of my mind, I was like, I'm going to wake up in a minute, and if Pant, when Pant comes in, the game's going to go into fast forward naturally anyway. So that was always going to be the case. What is going to happen tomorrow? I go back, I keep going back to times when I played. I played in that Adelaide Test match when we got 500 and plenty in the first innings. Collingwood got 200 and KP got 150. And then second innings, we batted an awful long time for not very many runs, dug ourselves into a ridiculous hole. And Warney came on, bowled us out. And then I think we we they ended up chasing 165 or something to win the game. There was plenty of time left because a second new ball and, and Warney did the damage once we he, he got through that, that sort of middle section of ours. So I just wonder if that's going to happen again tomorrow for, for England, that because that partnership and England bowl well, Rahani and Pajara didn't go anywhere. If England can knock India over with a second new ball, say, let's say inside the first 10, 12 overs, because it could happen because of the, 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 you know, the tail that India have got, all of a sudden, you know, 170, 180, I think it's a comfortable, easy get for England on a surface which has not really done that much, spun a little bit, a little bit of low bounce. I think England would be, would be massively favourites for that. Well, you've got three predictions out of three so far. So let's see if you get four out of four. Following on podcast, we'll be back following day five at Lords, uh, come what may, uh, to see whether A, India somehow win. Um, I'd say that's the least likely of the results, apart from a tie. Uh, a draw, I would suggest, is 
favourite with an England win second favourite. So let's see if Harmy does confound the odds uh, here on Following Up. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 